This is DZFE's Maestro Filipino, a focus for music with a connection to home. For this edition, I'm Daniel. Back in 2019, Maestro Filipino featured pianist Ina Montesclaros, who performed in a benefit concert for the Lamdag Foundation. Back then, she had just come home to the Philippines following her studies at the Royal Academy of Music in London, which she continues to describe as the best years of her life so far. Well, her London years were surely among the things Montesclaros had in mind, as she indulged in more than a little nostalgia, the latest installment of Sunshine Classics Online, playing a selection of works from Schumann, Liszt, and her favorite, Enescu. Montesclaros evokes all sorts of memories, from that of Bugs Bunny, to the ecstasies and sighs of falling in love, and even invites her listeners to make new ones. In fact, Montesclaros has been making new memories of her own, expanding her artistic repertoire as she dives deeper into painting and literature. On today's program, she tells us how those pursuits enrich her music and shares the story behind the Sunshine Classics concert, Nostalgia. Our program opens as that concert did. Here is pianist Ina Montesclaros in Franz Liszt's Hungarian Rhapsody No. 10. Thank you. 
been a real adjustment like the hustle and bustle of being in London in Europe mainly where I could go to concerts and perform in concerts nearly every week go from country to country with not much of a problem and then coming back home which is not a bad thing because I really did come home to take care of my parents but then COVID happened and all the plans got derailed so it has been a big adjustment but I've kept busy for the mm-hmm. first six months I would say that I recovered from I had a quite a bad injury on my right hand, my wrist. So I couldn't play anyway. So at first I was like, it's okay. I'm not missing anything. But after that, while I was recovering, I ventured into like other art forms. I paint quite a bit now. I've been reading a lot more. And eventually when I started to practice again, there were some online performances, just reconnecting with people. I think that was the focus for this period. Uh, a lot of things. Lots of things. <laughs> I think this is a perfect time to segue into the next part, which is uh, what have you been doing lately? I believe you still teach. I teach master classes. I, mm-hmm. I don't think I'm ready for the commitment of a proper full-time teacher, I think. Mm-hmm. I think that's a very special thing and one needs to be completely selfless by that time. But I do teach master classes. I was part of the MSO, Manila Symphony Orchestra. They had a summer out there summer course so I was so happy to be part of that a whole week of just teaching these young kids Mm. we even did chamber music I asked them to come over to my house we played live piano you know amazing (laughs) it was so fun and I learned a lot from them apart from the piano though I do mentor it's very important to me that we go beyond the musical life especially as a young musician I think our problem sometimes is that we get so bogged down with just being in a practice room. But like leadership programs, I'm involved with CALFI. CALFI LEAD is a Kalinara News Foundation. It's a leadership program. And also I mentor at Woodrow's. Mm-hmm. It's a school and staff. And with Nara Nueva, the study center for young people. And that's where my time goes, really. I'm mm-hmm. divided there. And of course, you're not just guiding younger people. You're also discovering things about yourself. Like, uh, as you said last time, uh, you wanted to discover more about your own voice. 
So how has that journey been going on so far? I imagine you've been hearing a lot from yourself during the pandemic. <laughs> too much, I think. <laughs> I talk to myself way too much. It's a moment of growth, I think. I mentioned the voice within the playing, which I think I am trying to find conviction in what I have to say, especially now that I don't have regular lessons anymore. Like in university, we had lessons once, twice a week, and your teacher is there to guide you in every little detail. And now, while I do have the occasional lesson with Professor Sunika, Dr. Sunika is still a very good friend and a very huge influence in my life, I do now have to take responsibility for my decisions of how to play. And it's liberating, and it's really nice to delve into the pieces and try to find the answers for myself. But apart from just playing piano, I've tried to read more. I've mm -hmm. been delving into like the world of literature. I finished The Undiscovered Self by Carl Jung, and it was my first time to read anything by Dumas. So I'm currently reading The Three Musketeers, but I finished The Count of Monte Cristo. It's the most satisfying read. And just trying to grow as a person, because I think the music will grow if, as a person, I grow. And the voice will get more distinct mm -hmm. the more I know more. Perhaps there are some things that you've discovered about your performance, for example, that you'd like to share with us. I've been venturing into, which I have been dabbling with actually since my London years, with cross art, you know, to combine more than one art form. And this last year, I've been trying to combine my art of like, you know, my painting. I feel a lot of things generally. <laughs> and I need to put things out there without banging on the piano. That's how I got injured in the first place. Having another avenue with the world of visual art and painting and multimedia stuff is something I'm looking into. And in March this year, Saintsco helped me launch Lika, A Window of Hope. I performed Bach, Chromatic Fantasy and Fugue and the Bach Busoni Chacon with the animated version of a painting that I made of La Pieta. Because I've always seen music visually and I've felt a lot of things. And to be able to do my best to let the audience outside of my head <laughs> see music and feel music and experience it the way I have always seen it is something I'm trying to explore now. <laughs> so that hopefully one day when we have live audiences again, you'll literally see how I see things in my head.
Ina Montesclaros brought to us Robert Schumann's Widmung in a transcription by Franz Liszt. Here now is the second part of our interview. Sunshine Classics, great initiative. I'm good friends with Marielle. I've known Marielle since I was nine years old. When she came here to give a concert, master classes, and eventually it's become, apart from a, like a teacher-student kind of thing, it's, we're really friends now. I was so happy that she just wrote me in. She invited me. I was dying to perform like more than 20 minutes worth of music. Mm-hmm. And I was so excited. And I've seen how the quality of the other performers are so high. The level is so high. So I was just so honored to be asked to join. To be honest, we went back and forth about the title of the concert that came before any of the other things. When we finally landed with the title Nostalgia, I was like... I got this. <laughs> I am nostalgic 100% all day, every day. And I thought, what could be more nostalgic for people, especially for us in the Philippines? We're such fans of the fast and the loud and the mm. sentimental. Mm. And I thought, list is perfect. But mm. I thought I would not just go into completely familiar pieces. It's always a consideration of mine. We need to hear not just the ones which are always played, but also mm. slightly newer. So I paired it with my favorite Danette. Each piece is very personal to me with life and all of that. <laughs> I just hope that people would respond to that. The first half is all lists. So we have a Hungarian Rhapsody, which everyone knows. Like maybe it's not the most famous number two, number six, but it still will conjure up Bugs Bunny, you know? <laughs> a Hungarian Rhapsody is definitely Bugs Bunny on a, or Tom and Jerry. I wanted to pair two really super romantic ones, Sonetta de Petrarca, one of four, and the Schumann list video, because I think those are two polar opposites of the love spectrum. Heartbreak and heart triumphant. And then to finish off with a transcendental etude that's not all sparks and flying everything, which is more introspective to keep with the nostalgia theme. And then the Enescu is, oh, I think the Enescu is purely for me. I just want to share it because it's a beautiful piece and Enescu as a composer, string players play him a lot. But for pianists, we hardly ever do. We probably never do if unless you come across specific pieces. And this suite, I think, is the epitome of the feelings of someone young. Enescu was very young when he wrote it. He was in his early 20s. And you hear all the brightness and optimism, but also, you know, you can think, ah, the sigh of introspection <laughs> in the middle movement. What I would ask the audience to look out for is to be able to listen carefully and really munch on a piece of music, not putting it in the background, and to focus on all the experiences that the composers may have had that they needed to have so that they could put it on paper and make it into a melody to all these harmonies. Each piece of music that we play is not just a bunch of notes, but it is experience and feeling and a person's life. And I hope that when you go through the concert, when you watch the concert and listen to it, that I do my job <laughs> and help you glimpse another person's point of view. And hopefully that could affect your life in a way that you could think about your life.
Ina Montesclaros brought to us the opening movement, Toccata, of Georgenescu's Piano Suite No. 2. Earlier on the program, she performed Franz Liszt's Hungarian Rhapsody No. 10 and Liszt's transcription of Robert Schumann's Widmung. Those works and more feature in Nostalgia, Ina Montesclaros' concert for Sunshine Classics Online. Nostalgia premiered last September 7 and remains available for viewing to Sunshine Classics subscribers. Also available for viewing are the concerts Singing in Sunshine and Manila Symphony Junior Quartet. Up next in the series is the Manila Piano Trio, premiering November 15. For ticket reservations for this season of Sunshine Classics, contact 0917-709-2255 
or send an email to marielilusorio at hotmail.com. That's all for this Maestro Filipino, DZFE's weekly feature for fine music in our locale. Each episode airs Saturday at 4 in the afternoon, the following Wednesday at 2 in the early morning, and lastly the next Thursday at noon. Maestro Filipino episodes are uploaded every week on our SoundCloud and Spotify channels. Once more, this is Daniel. Thank you for listening.